Jim Rowan, how you going? Podcast number seven for this historical series, I believe. Um, and we are up to, well, actually, as far as the series goes, it's not necessarily number seven, but whatever. It's the next one, and we're up to March of 2007, which is the beginning of the New Japan Cup. This is the third New Japan Cup. Uh, it's the first to only have 14 entrants rather than 16. But the winner of the tournament gets a trophy, of course. But also a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, who is not allowed to enter. The champion doesn't enter. That's Tanahashi, of course. Tanahashi, by the way, the winner of the first New Japan Cup in 2005. But... Uh, on that occasion, he wasn't awarded a title shot. He just got the trophy. Uh, last year, Giant Bernard won, and he did get a title shot at uh, Brock Lesnar, who was a champion at the time, but was unsuccessful. Uh, he does, however, earn himself a bye into the second round of 2007's New Japan Cup, as well as uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan. He gets one because uh, he won the 2006 G1 Climax. So, um, a couple of uh, first round matches here. We had uh, Makabe defeating Travis Tomko on the third. On the fourth, Yuji Nagata defeated Tomohiro Ishii to advance. Uh, but meanwhile, at that time in Mexico for uh, Toyumon, Go, uh, Goto, uh, Hiroki Goto, had some success while on excursion. He's won the NWA International Junior Heavyweight title uh, via a tournament. He got through to the final of the tournament. He defeated Shocker and won the vacant championship. It's been vacant for a long time, actually. It was revived after being dead for decades. The last man to hold it was Mitsuharu Misawa, who at that time was Tiger Mask back in 1986. So, uh, yeah, Goto's the new NWA International Junior Heavyweight Champion, but this ends up just being a, a little bit of tricky trivia because... Goto never did anything with the title because he wanted to be a heavyweight, so he just ended up vacating it again. And I don't think he even defended it. On the 6th of March, New Japan's anniversary show in Korokuen Hall, New Japan has themselves a, a bit of a Hall of Fame. It's called New Japan Pro Wrestling Greatest Wrestlers. The... Um, I, I I suppose this is this is the beginning of it because they've got uh, the first inductee is suitably Antonio Inoki, but there are four others that follow: Seiji Sakaguchi, a three-time NWA North American Tag Team Champion, one-time NWF North American Heavyweight Champion, and WWF North American Heavyweight Champion. Um, also, president at this time. Am I crazy? Hold on. Let me bring up some notes here. Uh, we want this one. Go right down here. I've got the presidents. Let's see who was president at this time. Seiji Sakaguchi. No, he was president, or he was chairman, in fact. He was president between 1989 and 1999, became chairman of the company between 1999 and 2005. So, uh, after his career was still very heavily involved in New Japan, and thus his induction here into the Hall of Fame. Now I've got to find my place back on this where we were up to, March 2007. March, here we are. So, uh, Seiji Sakaguchi enters after Inoki into New, New Japan's Greatest Wrestlers slash Hall of Fame. 
Kentaro Hishino and Kotetsu Yamamoto, the Yamaha brothers, as they were better known as, they are entered together. Shoji Kai, who was the winner of the 1976 Karl Gotch Cup, famous as the debut opponent of many legends, including the just mentioned uh, Yamamoto, also Russia Kimura, Masasai Ito, Tatsumi Fujinami, Osamu Kido, Mitsuo Momota, Satoru Sayama, and Hiroti, uh, sorry, Hiro Saito. So uh, a bunch of very significant names in the history of New Japan. And Shoji Kai, uh, I suppose, was the icebreaker, if you will, for these guys. So one, two, three, four, five, including Antonio Inoki, inductees into New Japan's Greatest Wrestlers on uh, New Japan's 35th anniversary, is what they've put down here. On the 9th of March, we got some more New Japan Cup first round matches. Takashi Izuka defeated Honma. On the 10th, Nakanishi defeated Shiro Koshinaka. And then on the 11th, we had a, a bit of a a bigger card and a break away from the the first round. Um, oh no, sorry, we do have the final first round matches, but they came after a junior heavyweight championship defense for Minoru against El Texano Jr. He was successful there to uh, defend the title. And then the final first round matches, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Toru Yano, Masahiro Chono defeated Ricky Choshu. And then the main event on that show on the 11th in Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium was for the IWGB Tag Team Championship. And Manabu Nakanishi and Takao Omori defended against Giant Bernard and Travis Tomko unsuccessfully. Bernard and Tomko win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. So, big bruiser Americans, new IWGP champions. A couple days later on the 13th, just a quick side note, a guy known as Kionari Sanada debuts for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Would go on to be called Seiya Sanada, and then just simply Sanada debuted on the 13th, of March 2007 for All Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling held an event on the 13th as well, and it began the second round of New Japan Pro Wrestling, sorry, of the New Japan Cup. Uh, in uh, one of the matches on this show, Black Strong Machine, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Travis Tomko defeated Shiro Koshinaka, Togi Mikabe, and Tomohiro Ishii by disqualification. Uh, What's noteworthy about this match is that Nakamura was injured and he had to withdraw from the New Japan Cup as a result. So I'm not sure if this was kayfabe or if... uh, Well, whatever the case is, he wouldn't return for about a month. Nakamura. Uh, On with the tournament, though. Yuji Nagata in the second round defeated Masahiro Chono and a fresh... Giant Bernard, having not had to compete in the first round, defeated Minabu Nakanishi, who he faced... No, sorry, never mind. Um, yeah, no, a rivalry brews between those two, but Giant Bernard uh, defeats him here. Or did he face him in 2006? No. Um, I I think he might have, you know. I think... It's hard to sometimes keep track of... No, I'm wrong. He debuted in... Uh, I think he debuted in 2007. Now I've got to look this up because it's annoying me. Giant Bernard. Because I want to... It's hard to stay... What I was going to say. It's hard to stay on track. Because I've seen all of this stuff and I'm going back. But it's, sometimes it's... It's hard to remember where in the timeline we are here. So, I hope you can't hear that 
There's a crow here. I'm sure you can hear that. He's going nuts. I've got the window closed and all. He's worse than a plane. I've just got a real aerial problem. Here. Um... Oh, this is a terrible... I've looked up... Okay, Wikipedia's not helping me. Match. I want to blink... I want to bring you the correct information, folks. Matt Bloom. Oh, you know what I should have looked up? It's just Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Kingdom, what would that be? Uh, 2000, well, actually, it wouldn't be Wrestle Kingdom. It'd be the one right before that. No, not 15, you dope. If I just put one in there, will that work? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Events. Let's see. Let's see here. Event. We had Giant Bernard defeating Minabu Nakanishi at the Tokyo Dome January 4th, 2006. I am not crazy. So there is already a rivalry there. And Bernard's getting the better of it. He's beaten Nakanishi twice. Okay. Was that worth going back to? <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Now I've got to find my place again. This is working out really well. July. No, we've gone too far. March, March, March. March, 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 March. March. Okay. Um, well, look, I mean, it's just interesting to know exactly where these guys are. Funnily enough... It's almost more interesting for me to understand where the mid-carders are. Because it's it allows you to understand the progression of things. If 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 someone cuz there's a lot more single matches, singles matches around this time and even tag team matches where there's significant pinfalls within them. So it's it's important to know the status of, let's say, a mid-card wrestler to understand the significance of another mid-card wrestler getting a clean pin win over them, right? Is that a boost? Is that normal? What's going on? So that's why I, I go to the trouble of trying to, to keep some continuity here. We know that Bernard has... Nakanishi's number. He's higher ranked. Okay. Um, it's also perhaps plays a part that, you know, I mean, in kayfabe, obviously, Bernard came in fresh. Nakanishi had just had a match, but in fairness, when was that? Nakanishi's match was... Now we're definitely spending too much time on this. I can't even find it. Whatever. Let's move ahead. So, um, anyway, Bernard goes through the next round, uh, as does Nagata. That was, there were second round matches, uh, further second round matches. Uh, Tenzan, who also got a buy in the first round, um, he gets another buy. Lucky him, because his opponent was meant to be Nakamura. And Nakamura had to forfeit due to injury. And then... Uh, in the final second round match, Makabe defeated Izka. So, on the 18th, the semifinals took place. Togi Makabe faced Hiroyoshi Tenzan, and there's no love lost in this one despite their GBH affiliation. It's a bloody brawl. There's It's, it's very GBH. It's weapons, it's blood... Um, and I, I guess, obviously, Tenzan took it a step further than Makabe did because he was the one disqualified, and Makabe uh, heads to the final as a result. In the other semi-final, Yuji Nagata defeated Giant Bernard. On the same card, Tiger Mask successfully defends the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title against uh, Negro Casas of uh, CMLL. 
So, to the final. The 21st of March 2007. It was in Corocone Hall. Uh, I didn't make a note of the card because it was really standard. It was really just, this was a kind of nothing card other than the main event. But the main event is something you can check out. It is on the New Japan Japanese uh, YouTube channel. So I'll link that in the, the description. The 2007 New Japan Cup final is between Yuji Nagata and Togi Makabe. And the fans are strongly behind Nagata in this one. Tanahashi is watching this match from the front row, uh, knowing that the winner of this match will be his next challenger for the heavyweight championship. Nagata gets the better of Makabe in the grappling exchanges early, so Togi turns the match into more of a brawl instead. The fight spills out of the ring. Makabe clocks Nagata over the head with a steel chair, bursting open his forehead. And then Makabe's GHB, sorry, GBH, what is that? GBH teammates, uh, they're at ringside and uh, they're just making sure no one gets in the way of Makabe's antics. Um, of course, you know, whether it be the referee or Young Lions, anyone else trying to take the weapons from his hands, the GBH guys make sure they can't do so. Makabe takes his signature chain and wraps it around Nagata's neck. There's some young lines, as I said, yeah, as I said there's some young lines that are trying to stop it, but they quickly regret that. Uh, Naito, in particular, one of the young lines trying to stop it, and he, uh, he gets struck with the chain as a result. The referee pounds on Makabe to get him to release the choke on Nagata. I believe there was a spot in this one. Um, when he was hanging him over the ropes and Nagata's face is turning blue. Um, anyway, the crowd are fully behind Nagata's comeback, which begins with an avalanche exploder suplex. It's followed up with kicks and knees. Nagata takes the arm of Makabe as he is about, or just as he pulls back, of course, his eyes roll back too with blood streaming down his face at the same time. GBH provide Makabe with some relief but only after he proved his own immense toughness in surviving the armbar. The chain comes out again, but Nagata counters into the back suplex, lands another two to finally keep Makabe down with the bridge and the pin. Nagata forcefully but respectfully addresses Tanahashi, who enters the ring, accepts the challenge with a strong bro shake, and uh, a very good match for what it was, you know, the the brawling and the weapons, not so much. But um, that's what Makabe brings to the table. So, um, you know, in this one, it created a a good comeback uh, opportunity for Nagata. And it was uh, a match worth checking out. So you can see that below in the the description. Hopefully I didn't forget to do it. <laughs> Uh, in other recent news, Simon Inoki announced that he'd be resigning as president of New Japan Pro Wrestling in April. So if you listen to the um, History of the Title Belt podcast that uh, is up before this one, a couple before this one, um, this was covered a little bit, but um, at the time here in April 2007, Simon said he his mind was made up. He noted that his decision was at least in part due to a lot of the booking decisions being made lately, presumably, presumably the ones out of his control, such as what was mentioned in the last historical podcast. I think I think I mentioned it that Ukes stepped in to book, or that, that it was at least reported that Ukes wanted to book Angle their way, like it was their choice to put him in a team with Yuji Nagata. Uh, for his first match, but um, it's you know all of this is you have to take it with a grain of salt because first of all it's pro wrestling. Second of all, in a stunning coincidence, the same day it was announced that Antonio Inoki is starting his own promotion called the Inoki Genome Federation, 
Uh, Anoki claimed that a number of New Japan wrestlers and office staff will be making the jump across to his new promotion as well. Uh, and, well, as well as some WWE stars, is what he said. He also claimed that the first show will take place on June 26th in a 10,000-seat building where he wanted to wrestle Vince McMahon. Uh, so if I haven't made clear in any of the times I've spoken about Anoki previously, it probably is worth addressing, uh, specifically when it comes to Anoki. He says some crazy things. You can't necessarily take this stuff as gospel. But um, apparently there was said to be numerous people within New Japan quite happy to see the back of the Inokis. Uh, New Japan was quick to replace Simon Inoki with a new president, Naoki Shugabayashi, who had been in the office for years. And at the same time, he announced that they were completely disassociating themselves from the Inoki Dojo in LA. So there's some connections there to the present day, but uh, moving along. Um, April is what we're up to now. And the first event noted here, the 7th, on the New Japan Brave tour, they were in Saitama. Orlando Jordan, speaking of WWE guys, Orlando Jordan makes his debut for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Not that it's particularly significant because he's only going to have a short run with the company after leaving WWE. Um, similarly, this card in particular is rather unremarkable. So on to the 8th, they were in Corican Hall, and uh, there's a few singles matches on the card. Um and this is kind of what I was talking about before. So Giant Bernard, Bene- uh, Giant Bernard defeats Takashi Izuka. Yuji Nagata defeats Orlando Jordan. So both of those results aren't surprising. They're pretty run-of-the-mill. You'd expect those results. But like I said, these singles matches are a good judge of where everyone ranks. The main event on this one is another match that you can find on New Japan. Uh, New Japan's Japanese wrestling Sorry, a Japanese YouTube channel. Hopefully, once again, I've not forgotten, and you can find it in the description instead. Make your job easier. It's a chain death match between Togi Makabe and Shinsuke Nakamura. Makabe brings out the chain that will be used to uh, used to join the wrestlers, and he also brings his GBH buddies. Inevitably, this fight spills into the crowd, and even. Beyond, as the fans scatter to avoid the collateral damage, or becoming, avoid becoming collateral damage. Nakamura has his face busted open by the time the fight returns to the ring. Makabe continually uses the chain as a weapon, and the referee does his best to keep Nakamura alive. When Makabe gets too rough with Uno, though, Red Shoes, the referee, Hattori comes out, Tiger Hattori, the veteran referee, to finish the match. And the distraction allows a comeback for Nakamura. The women in the audience are shrieking as a blood-soaked Nakamura finally gets some revenge. He goes close to finishing Makabe with an armbar. Yano gets involved at ringside, of course, of GBH. And Makabe nearly takes full advantage with a lariat that earns a two-count. The King Kong knee drop finishes the job, but GH, GBH aren't done. Attacking Nakamura after the bell. Tomko and Bernard make the save, but Makabe's point has been made. They leave Nakamura laying. GBH up to their usual antics. The next night, they went to Chiba. Bernard and Nakamura defeated Choshu and Izuka by disqualification. On the 12th, Nakamura defeats Honma in a little bit of GBH revenge. Giant Bernard and Orlando Jordan team up to defeat... Um, oh, actually, I don't even have the result there. I'm assuming Giant Bernard won the match. Nakanishi and Izuka on the other end of it. Kanemoto and Nagata defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tiger Mask. On the 13th, they went to Osaka. They drew 5,700 fans for a decent little card here. 
Early on, Samurai Jim, which was uh, El Samurai, the recently graduated Yujiro, and Taguchi is the other member of Samurai Jim. But it was just um, Samurai and Yujiro here that defeated Hirasawa and Taichi Ishikari, who is uh, to appear more often on the undercard for New Japan. He's not officially signed, though. Speaking of not officially signed, uh, Hulk, BXB Hulk. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's probably something else. BXB Hulk, Jushin Thunder Liger, Milana Collection AT, defeated Koji Kanemoto, Tetsuya Naito, and Wataru Inoue. That's another one I don't know how to pronounce properly. Inoue or Inoue? And I think I use both, so just however I read at the time. I should just really, I should just pay close attention to the announcements. Ricky Choshu and Takasha Takashi Izka defeated GBH's Honma and Yano. That only lasted just under three minutes, so who knows what happened there? I wonder if that was a DQ. In a singles match, Nakanishi defeats Lando Jordan, so we can see that Nakanishi is below Bernard in the rankings, but above Jordan. And then, before we get really fired up here on the uh, championship matches to come, the team of New Japan Black, Black Strong Machine, and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated GBH's Toki. Makabe and Tomohiro Ishii. <clears throat> and now, the war international junior heavyweight tag team titles that Jado and Gado, um, <laughs> Gado and Jado won earlier in the year. So they are part of uh, CTU, Jushin's team, and they uh, defended against a couple guys from Dragon Gate. Uh, one of which, um, Mochizuki, they won the titles from. So, um, or did they win the... No, it was just their first defense. Or was it when they won it? No, they did. Yeah, they won it earlier. They won it from Mochizuki and Don Fuji. So, uh, Mochizuki tries to reclaim the titles, but with a new partner. Yes, Yasushi Kanda. Excuse me. Sorry. Not a name I'm familiar with and not a name you're going to hear much of moving forward. Anyway, the IWGP heavyweight title was also successfully defended Minoru over Ryusuke Taguchi. The tag team titles were on the line. Of course, Bernard and Tomko just recently having won them. They defeated and successfully defended against Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Shiro Koshinaka. But now for the big one. Yuji Nagata won the 2007 New Japan Cup and he receives his chance at the IWGP title. This match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Yuji Nagata versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, is on New Japan World. So once again, link below to check this one out. Uh, and I would highly recommend doing so. Nagata won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for the first time just over five years ago at this point, and it's the only time he's had that championship. So a long time between drinks, and uh, here's his chance to take it back. The match begins cautiously, but they both remain active and it's fairly even the chain wrestling is crisp without appearing rehearsed which is really good when Nagata starts getting the better of things a slightly frustrated Tanahashi instigates a battle of strikes and is very quickly wishing he didn't as Nagata comes back at him aggressively with kicks and knees Tanahashi tries to show Nagata he has fighting spirit within but that just makes him a punching bag for the most part and when that doesn't work he resorts to more devious tactics targeting Nagata's leg and using the elements 
to his advantage, such as the ring post, for example, the barricade. Tanahashi locks up a figure four and wants to see the fight in Nagata, who struggles to make it to the ropes. When he rises, he is the subject of some fearsome open-hand strikes from Tanahashi and drops to the mat. Nagata's struggling to stand, but tries a quick move into a headlock, only for Tanahashi to read it and fight the ropes. The younger man certainly has a greater amount of energy to expend. Despite this, a short comeback results in an avalanche exploder and a shining wizard from Nagata that gets a two count. A pair of brain busters earn the same result. He goes for it again, but his knee gives out, and Tanahashi's landing is made less severe. His follow-up is countered into the power bomb, which Tanahashi shifting uh, by Tanahashi shifting the momentum back in his favor. Then Tanahashi hits the sling blade, followed by another, and that earns him a two count. He hits the dragon suplex, but he doesn't bridge, instead opting to move toward the top rope. The commentator, by the way, does call it the high fly flow here. That is um, very much the name. It's not just a frog splash he's doing. But Nagata gets his knees up and reverses the damage. The fans will... Uh, the, fans will, the fans will on the veteran, but his attack is countered into a strong cradle that nearly ends the match. Tanahashi goes for the sling blade, but is thrown on his head instead by a high-angle suplex. They both rise slowly, though Tanahashi is still with more energy. He hits a German suplex. He rolls up on the pin heavily, but Nagata still kicks out. Tanahashi tries again, but this time traps the arm, arms and bridges. But Nagata powers out of a dragon at one. Now Tanahashi tries... Oh, he traps the arms. Sorry, he traps the arms the other way for a straight jacket German suplex. Bridges, but Nagata powers out of that at one. So now Tanahashi tries to hook on his dragon suplex. Nagata fights him off before landing a shattering head kick that drops Tanahashi on the spot. There's another high angle back suplex that has Tanahashi in trouble, but he kicks out at two. Then Nagata hits it again, this time holds on, stacks up the bridged pin, and the championship changes hands. Nagata is a second-time IWGP heavyweight champion. I had a rating system when I was doing the... Uh, Wrestle Kingdom matches. And I think I'll hold on to it. So... My rating system is, it could be terrible, it could be bad, it could be just disappointing. It could be fine, it could be good, it could be very good. It could be great, or it could be special. This one's great. This is a great match, in my eyes. Um, not to say Tanahashi doesn't deserve uh, the win, but Nagata really does. Uh, as much as anyone ever has. He's been putting on great matches for over a decade, and had the push in his prime ruined by an insane strategy of Enochiism that he copped the absolute worst of, i.e. a prime Fedor and Krokop in MMA fights. That long-term story is only part of why this match is great, though. See, Nagata kind of survived that and he's coming out of it in this new era of pro wrestling, of, of New Japan pro wrestling. The story told during the match, though, it's fantastic in a vacuum. Everything they deal, everything that they did, it built on what they did before it. So at first, is Tanahashi's youthful bravado, and that was overcome by a man that has faced the most formidable of forces and was determined to channel that experience into glory rather than the regret and without exchange for his integrity. Nagata won as the better man, as like a true champion. Tanahashi, on the other hand, he had confidence, but that confidence that he showed early on, it was exposed. He wasn't actually confident at all. Every time he did something that didn't work, he gave up on it. He gave up on the chain wrestling. He gave up on working the legs. He gave up on the high fly flow when Nagata got his knees up. Uh, and then the sling blades, when they wouldn't... Uh, finish with a, 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 a pinfall, then the Germans. By the time he got to the dragon suplex, it was obvious. It was all he had left. Nagata easily read it and had won the mental battle. 
and therefore he hit his finish shortly thereafter and won the match. I just thought it was there was a lot to this on on there was a few levels to the storytelling here um, and just really well performed match technically uh, you know I don't I didn't recall any botches anything like that they as I said at the beginning with the chain wrestling there wasn't anything that was choreographed it was um, I mean sorry did they didn't look it didn't look choreographed they, they kept that intensity they made it seem like a fight um, and another big plus because I talk about the negatives in the Makabe matches, I really liked about this one the fact that it stayed in the ring. It was just a wrestling match. I mean, there was a bit of heelish stuff from uh, Tanahashi that bent the rules, but you know, nowhere near the the, the amount that uh, the GBH guys do. So, yeah, really like this match. Definitely worth going out of your way to see. Um, but it's also I mean, a lot of that story you don't necessarily get if you're not watching along the way, if you don't know how their careers are progressing. So, once again, that's why I'm doing this. So you can get the most out of great matches like this. But we'll move along as uh, April continues on the... So that one, just to uh, get our bearings, was on the 13th in front of... 5,700 in Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium. We move along um, there. I mean, there's a couple of tag matches in the days that follow that aren't of much significance here. Um, Yeah, that's really, I mean, I'm looking at the 17th, 19th, 20th. It's all pretty much the the same stuff here. There's uh, actually on the 20th um, a few matches... Actually, I've got two here noted as on the 20th, so it might have been the 21st, 23rd, 24th. Uh, But in any case, it doesn't really matter. There's a a few singles matches here at the end of April. Um, Tomohiro Ishii defeated Orlando Jordan. So there you go again. It kind of just allowing you to picture in your mind the the rankings in the heavyweight division there. Nakanishi defeated Makabe. Which sounds like a big deal, but it was by disqualification because Makabe is just a crazed lunatic. Uh, but more significant main event on that night was Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Hiroshi Tenzan. So, um, whilst of course we know that Nakamura is a big star, so is Tenzan. I mean, just coming off New Japan Cup semi-finals, just coming off uh, G1 Climax victory. So, you know, he's still very present in the at the top of the card uh, and Nakamura just showing that he's definitely at the very very top but um, that about wraps it up for April how much is going on in May all right I think it's a bit short we'll go through May so or at least as you know we can stop halfway if we have to um, on the 1st of May New Japan Wrestleland in Korokuen Hall. So this was a brand launched in March of 2006. The first Wrestleland event was back on June 13th uh, of that year. The goal of this concept was to reach out to a broader audience that reached fans that were unfamiliar with the normal day-to-day New Japan stuff. Wrestleland was more of a com- uh, comedy-oriented uh, event it's more colorful um, for example they're, they're allowed to throw the paper tape that you often see at Japanese events um, and you see it at the Ring of Honor events and you don't see it at New Japan events that's not allowed but they allow it for the WrestleLand shows I hope you know what I'm talking about the colored paper tape you know you have a roll of paper tape and you, you throw it into the ring when the wrestlers being announced it creates a kind of cool scene there's Streamers, I guess that's another name for it, streamers. Um, yeah, the um, what's interesting about these though, so it's, it's a bit more, I don't know if you would say childish, it's perhaps more aimed at children, I suppose, 
But um, but see, the thing is with Japan, it doesn't being kind of a bit cutesy isn't necessarily for children, you know. Um, but very interesting about these events is that the storylines aren't uh, they're non-canon. They're, there's there's of course New Japan wrestlers on the show, but they have different costumes. They even have different characters on these shows. So uh, one example, Prince David, um, he wrestles as Pegasus Kid on these shows. Uh, formerly the first, I think the first Pegasus Kid was uh, Chris Benoit. I don't think they call him. Like Pegasus Kid 2 or anything, he's just Pegasus Kid, but... Yeah, there you go. And um, Tanahashi has... Oh, what was Tanahashi's? I think he wears, like, a big cup. Like, he's, he wears undies with... Or maybe that was someone else. I don't know, but there's some... So, I mean, that doesn't sound child for children, does it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's a bunch of, like, kind of silly, bright and bright kind of gimmicks and... Um, it's, I mean, all of this sounds really interesting to learn about, but, um, and it sounds like a really interesting concept, but, uh, unfortunately this, uh, ninth event here was the last one that they did before they axed the idea. So that's about as much as I'm going to go into it. The main event of this one, uh, in a, uh, I guess, a, another, um, benefit of these shows is they can be a, a little more interesting in the way they put on matches. So the main event was not only a triple threat match, but a ladder match as well. And Nakanishi defeated ten. Uh, sorry, he defeated Tanahashi and Taru. So again, that kind of it shows you that it's non-canon because Nakanishi's not been on the best of runs in New Japan leading up to this point, and Tanahashi, of course, is just coming off a title reign. So. Um, you know, I, we wouldn't see that most likely in uh, New Japan proper, but here they've got different characters. It's something a bit different. Um, plus, he didn't get pinned. It's it's a ladder match. But also noteworthy here is that Tanahashi. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly if it happened during this match, but it it happened around this time. Tanahashi has a, a bad right knee injury, and it keeps him out for about three months. So. We're not going to see much of Tanahashi for a little while here. Now, once again, I don't know if that's real. It may well be. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was kayfabe. You might say, you might think it's crazy to keep the champion out. Uh, sorry, he's not the champion. Um, uh, but a big star out for that long. First of all, Tanahashi was... I mean, he was a star to a degree, to the degree that New Japan was operating at at this time, but he wasn't. You know, he would he was very he was getting mixed reactions. It was kind of John Cena like, but on a a different level, um, a lower level. John Cena was you know a, a bigger star than Tanahashi was at this time, but um, it was kind of that you know. High-pitched voices cheering for him, low-pitched voices booing him kind of situation sometimes. And uh, so I guess what I'm saying is he wasn't necessarily integral. Um, and having just come off that title loss, it's just kind of a chance to to make the heart grow fonder in his absence, to build him back up again for when that inevitable title challenge comes back. But again, it may well have just been real and they had plans to work him every night. I don't know. The 2nd of May. Um, so there's actually highlights available for both this event and the event that comes next on the 3rd, both of which take place in Korokuen Hall. It's on Jup uh, New Japan's Japanese YouTube channel. So uh, find the link below if you're interested. There was uh, two title matches on the first night, the second. The junior heavyweight tag team titles were on the line. The IWGP junior heavyweight tag teams, I, I should make that, um, uh, make that clear because there's uh, more than one tag team championship or junior tag team championship going around at this point. Dick Togo and Takamichinoku 
take on the champions Gato and Jado, and they win. There's a title change here. Togo defeated or pinned Gato after a senton from the top rope. Um, Togo and Michinoku are... Uh, well, Togo and Taka. That's probably a better way to say that. Uh, they're both freelancers at this stage. Uh, Togo, in particular, being rather... Uh, well, being particularly nomadic. Um, but it's just another example of New Japan being quite open to working with uh, people outside of their uh, contracts at this time. The main event on the second was Nagata's first defense of this second reign of his. And it's on World. Check out this one on New Japan World. Nagata defending against Shiro Koshinaka. And... um, I guess a chance for a bit of background on Koshinaka is there's loud chance of, of Koshinaka. They're raining down on the ring uh, for the first IWGP junior heavyweight champion, perhaps what he's best known for, Shiro Koshinaka. Uh, that happened after making the switch from All Japan to New Japan in the mid-80s. Um, and of course, while he's still active at this point, uh, uh, well, especially having just challenged for the tag titles last month um, and holding them, in fact, less than six months ago. But he's 48 years old, so he's certainly winding down at the same time. Um, he needs to have fewer dates to come. So that is perhaps on his mind as tears roll down his face during his entrance. Uh, also just being truly embraced by the fans in, in, a, in a very... Loving Way um, by Koriko and Hall. Nagata proudly display, displays the crown around his waist, the second generation championship. But the look in Koshinaka's eye says less about becoming champion and more about testing he who calls himself one. But the, the fans don't let up. They're fully behind Koshinaka. There's constant chance of his name. Koshinaka gets in Nagata's face. He's clearly fired up. He responds to Nagata's kicks with a jumping hip check from oh, a, few, a bunch of them from inside and outside the ring. Nagata takes it as an insult. He turns up the heat and lands some more stiff kicks. Koshinaka takes over from there, though. Leads to a powerbomb. It's followed by another finishing move uh, of his in the Samurai Driver, though the pins after each of these moves only reach two count. Samurai Senshi, as he's otherwise known, instead instructs the referee to begin his 10 count, but Nagata begins to stir soon thereafter. Uh, this, this, so this, if I didn't make that clear. So Nagata kicks out at 2, but he's still down. So Koshinaka says, well, count him down for 10 then. Then uh, when that doesn't work, Koshinaka looks on a full Nelson. Nagata counters into the cross face, or the Nagata lock 2, but then... Uh, and then a pin attempt. There's a hard-running knee and then a brain buster that has Koshinaka in trouble. Or so one would think, until he kicks out and sits up. Nagata hits a back suplex. Nagata, uh, sorry, Koshinaka pops up at one. He's given everything in this one, but he cannot survive a second back suplex. Nagata bridging, piling him up, the same way he did to Tanahashi to win the title, to retain the title here. Um... Unsurprisingly, of course, no one expected Koshinaka to win, but um, perhaps more of a challenge is the man who confronts Nagata after the match, Togi Makabe, with uh, GBH behind him. So this was a a pretty simple match. It was assisted by the fans being so into it, though. Um, I'm not personally a fan of how much offense Koshinaka gets in on the new champion. Nagata was selling a fair bit, particularly given a lot of Koshinaka's offense is with his rear end. But um, obviously he's got a place in the hearts of the people of Tokyo and they very much enjoyed it. So um, yeah, I mean, the fans added a lot to this one. Otherwise, I just called it a fine match. Nothing wrong with it. Um, Sure, go and watch it. 
it's it's good for the the crowd reaction, but um, yeah, not necessarily anything in the ring you need to go out of your way to see. Um, I mentioned it, so I guess we'll we'll wrap up with this. The uh, other Corcoran Hall show, as I said, there's um, of highlights of Shinsuke Nakamura took on Togi Makabe. So it's it's just a standard match, but Nakamura is very clearly out for revenge after the chain death match that they had, that I suppose earned Makabe the gusto to challenge Nagata. So Nakamura grabs Makabe's chain, but the referee stops him from using it. They fight their way to the edges of the arena, so normal rules be damned. Nakamura breaks a chair over Makabe's head, and that busts him open. GBH get involved and attack Nakamura with a chair. Now it's Makabe dragging Nakamura into the crowd and throwing him about. They return to the ring, and Makabe puts his chain to use, with the referee barely able to control him. Nakamura is once again attacked from from the outside by a chair, but quickly which quickly ends his comeback. But he fires up when Makabe disrespects him. GBH get involved again, and the referee misses two chair shots from Makabe on Nakamura. Makabe shoves the referee down when he turns and hits Nakamura with a chain-wrapped arm. Somehow Nakamura kicks out of that, but the King Kong knee drop follows and finishes him once again. So that's two wins over Nakamura that Makabe has in short order. Also on that card was the IWGP tag team titles on the line. Giant Bernard and Travis Tomko defending against Takashi Izuka and Yuji Nagata. So Nagata pulling up pretty quick here for another title match, albeit as a challenger this time. Izuka kicks out of a huge last ride powerbomb by Bernard, but he then falls to the magic killer. And uh, as I said, there's highlights of those two matches and uh, the matches on the card the night before, both in Corocorn Hall. Uh, you can see it below YouTube, um, New Japan's YouTube channel, all in Japanese, but I just dug through it as closely as I could to find as many matches as I could to uh, assist in understanding what was going on at this time in 2007, but of course, uh, as well, that title match between Nagata and Koshinaka is on New Japan World. So all the links should be below, but I think that should wrap it up for this one. Uh, We'll pick it up next time from the 6th of May. Um, There's a a fair bit to come in May and then a, a big June to come as well. So uh, it'll roll on. I hope you enjoyed this and uh, continue to follow it. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.